Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Calling all detectives. Valuable possessions can get lost in all sorts of ways. But when they're lost on purpose, somebody generally calls in a detective. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Once in a blue moon, I, Jerry Browning, private detective, get a real jewel of a case. The buzzer sounded and Titus Wolfe, secretary to Vincent DeWitt, nodded toward the heavy oak door. Mr. DeWitt will see you now, Mr. Browning. In his private office, Vincent DeWitt was sitting behind a half-acre of desk. Sorry to have kept you waiting, Mr. Browning, but uh, this situation came up unexpectedly, and I've had to rearrange all my appointments to get you in. I nodded, sat down. What's your trouble, sir? DeWitt put his fingertips together. It's uh, rather confidential, Browning. My wife, Betsy, wonderful woman, wonderful, but, well, flighty. Loves to gamble, bridge, poker, occasional flyer on the stock market. She in a jam with some professional gambler? DeWitt looked shocked. Dear me, I hope not. Oh, it's possible. Betsy has lost her diamond bracelet. At least she says it's lost. My own opinion is that she has sold or pawned it to cover her losses. Is the bracelet insured, Mr. DeWitt? Yes, it is. And I have no desire to defraud an insurance company. Your task, therefore, is to recover the bracelet as quietly as possible. If you do... In addition to your daily fee, I will pay you a bonus of $1,000. However, under no circumstances are you to question my wife. When a man hired me to recover his wife's diamond bracelet, I learned that he suspected her of having sold it to pay gambling debts. Armed with a description of the bracelet, I started to make the long, weary round of pawn shops turn up absolutely nothing. I was sure Mrs. DeWitt wouldn't risk selling the bracelet to one of the big jewelry firms that would insist on identification, so I turned next to the fences. No, I ain't seen the ice, Jerry. The insurance guy was around asking about this morning, and you know what? He says that maybe a dame will be trying to peddle the stones. I gulped, grinned weakly. Uh, these insurance investigators are a suspicious bunch. Now, look, spread the word. If the ice turns up, and I hear about it first, there'll be a little extra in it for the boys. Yeah, I get it, Jimmy. So the insurance company also had the idea that Mrs. DeWitt might have engineered the loss of a bracelet. And when an insurance company gets an idea, it doesn't easily drop it. All of which meant that I had to work fast. DeWitt had forbidden me to question his wife. 
But he didn't say anything about staying away from his wife's broker. The broker's name was Henry J. Drayton, junior partner in one of the best brokerage houses in town. Yes, Mrs. DeWitt has an account with us. Has she lost a lot? Drayton smiled. Well, normally, that's a question I would not answer, Mr. Browning, but because of the nature of your investigation, I will tell you. Mrs. DeWitt gives the impression of being impractical that actually she is an astute trader and has made some interesting profits, upward of $5,000 after taxes. She's making money? Exactly. She plans to buy her husband a gift with her profits and to, uh, to demonstrate that she is much more able than he gives her credit for being. Thanks, Mr. Drayton. Thanks a lot. At this point, I was just about ready to give up. Mrs. DeWitt was flighty, only she wasn't. She'd stolen and sold her own bracelet, only she didn't need the money. Maybe the bracelet really was lost. I decided to visit the insurance company. William Hansen was the claim adjuster assigned to the case. Frankly, Browning, we don't know what to think about this missing bracelet business. This isn't the first time Mrs. DeWitt has reported some of her jewelry as being missing. That's news to me. Did you pay previous claims? Hansen shook his head. On each of the two previous occasions, the missing jewels were recovered just as we were on the point of making payment. Then what are you complaining about? If you don't want Mrs. DeWitt's insurance business because she's careless, that's one thing. But that's no reason to go around town checking on whether she sold the stuff herself. Hansen looked at me thoughtfully. How do you know what we've been doing, Browning? Unless you've been doing the same thing yourself. I had to cover fast. I know a lot of people, and the word has been coming back to me. What's more, I don't mind telling you that Mr. DeWitt resents it and may do something about it. It was Hanson's turn to look unhappy. He mumbled something about routine search, finally admitted, We haven't recovered any reason why Mrs. DeWitt might have stolen her own bracelet, so we'll honor this claim and then cancel the policy. Hanson answered the phone, listened for a few moments. Under the papers in your own office, Mr. DeWitt? Well, that's fine. I'll mark the case closed. Hanson turned back to me. The bracelet's been found, Browning. DeWitt's secretary, Titus Wolf, found it buried under some papers where Mrs. DeWitt must have dropped it. But DeWitt says he's giving Wolf a big bonus. That's the bonus I was figuring on. Well, see you again sometime. I went back to my client, told him what I'd learned about his wife. You say Betsy intends to buy me a gift for their stock market earnings? Well, well. He opened his desk drawer, brought out the bracelet that had caused all the excitement. I think I'll surprise her, too. As your last job for me, Brownie, take this to a good jeweler. Have him make up diamond earrings to match. I took the bracelet to Carnet, the custom jeweler, told him what was wanted. I'm sorry, Mr. Browning. This setting is platinum, but the stones are zircons, and we don't deal in that. Did you say zircons? Give me that bracelet. I drove back to DeWitt's office, got there just in time for a nice little scene. DeWitt giving his faithful secretary, Titus Wolf a big, fat check. I grabbed the check and... Okay, Wolf, your racket is finished. What did you do with the diamonds from the bracelet? He talked after a while, and I discovered that in each of the two previous jewel losses, Wolf was the one who found the missing piece. What he really did was steal the jewelry, remove the real diamonds, and substitute zircons. 
Then after a while, he'd pretend to find the jewel and get a fat reward as well as the stones. Well, he's still playing around with rocks these days, but they're on a rock pile. Like I said, a case may seem all confused at the beginning, but if you uncover enough stones, the guilty person always winds up with the bracelets. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives. Mystery drama, mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective. 